The Boston Celtics stunned the Golden State Warriors in Game 1. We will analyze that. Kevin Durant is added again with another Twitter battle, this time with Stephen A. Smith. The battle is regards to what he had to say when he says Michael Jordan is responsible as much as anybody for changing the game for the worse. But does Stephen A. Smith have a point? If Michael Jordan went, goes on that first repeat, decides to come out of retirement, and goes play for the Sacramento Kings, there are going to be fans, just like now with LeBron James, there are going to be fans that are going to be a team of a fan of whatever team that Michael Jordan is, is, is wearing on his back. And you see it now with LeBron James. They have LeBron fans. Well, he's in Cleveland. Oh, that doesn't matter. I'm a LeBron fan. Oh, he goes to Miami. All those people wearing uh, Cleveland Cavs jerseys, trade them in for Miami Heat jerseys, right? Now they're wearing Laker jerseys. You see it all over the league now, and I and I do believe what Stephen A. is saying is that that is how Michael changed the game, is that there's not a whole lot more of that team loyalty as there are loyalty to players. And, and fans will follow players wherever they play. They could put a franchise on the moon, and LeBron James could go play for that. And and, and they're going to be fans of of, of the, the moon moon man, you know, the Martian moon man, whatever. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the new channel sports podcast. My name is O.N.E., the one and only we have a darn good show in store for you. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do me a huge favor and go ahead and subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-channelsports.net. You can also subscribe there as well. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I am joined by my co-host this evening, Anthony, the Atman, Felly. How are we doing? Man, we kicking it, man. It's uh, it's Friday. TGIF, everybody. Uh, got a lot to talk about after game one. Sure, the headlines are going to be great. Just ready to kick this thing off. Oh, how you been? Man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I, I was doing really, really good until I saw your um, Atlanta Braves uh, paraphernalia back there. Because, you know, I, I'm an Astro fan down here in Houston, though. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know about the Braves, man. Uh, I know one thing you do know. World Series champs, baby. World <laughs> Series champs. Hey, hey, let me know. Let, just, I just got something to ask you before we get started. Did, did uh, Jorge Soler's ball ever land yet? Oh wow! Did, did it ever come? You got did jokes. it ever come down out over there in Houston? Because I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm in Austin right now. I'm, st- I'm waiting for it to land somewhere here, but I don't know if it's landed yet. You got, you got jokes today, huh? You, you got jokes today. You just <laughs> jokey joke joke. This is, this is O N E and D L Hughley on the the new <laughs> Channel Sports podcast. That's what this is, huh? <laughs> All right, Ad Man. Let's let's get right into our show. It's time for. It's time for Headlines, the only headlines that matter. 
All right, so we're going to start off headlines on a somber note. Former Dallas Cowboys running back Marion Barbara was found dead in his apartment in Fresno. The cause of death is still unknown. According to sources, police responded to a welfare check at Barbara's apartment because someone had called about a water leak coming from the apartment. The Cowboys released an official statement Wednesday evening saying, We are heartbroken by the tragic death of Marion Barber III. Marion was an old-school, hard-nosed football player who ran with the will to win every down. He had a passion for the game and love for his coaches and teammates. Our hearts go out to Marion's family and friends during this difficult time. Uh, Marion Barber played seven years in the NFL, including six with the Dallas Cowboys. Between 2005 and 2011, he was a pro bowler in 2007 after rushing for 975 yards and 10 touchdowns in the season. Um, He didn't start a game for the Dallas Cowboys that season, though. He split time with Julius Jones. Barber finished his career with 4,780 rushing yards and 53 rushing touchdowns. He played his last season in 2011 with the Chicago Bears. All right, in other headlines... LeBron James is officially a billionaire. Um, The Los Angeles Lakers star has officially joined the Three Comma Club, according to Forbes, after earning another $121.2 million over the past year. He is the first ever active NBA player to reach billionaire status. The only other NBA star to become a billionaire is Michael Jordan, who didn't attain that status until 2014, more than a decade after he retired as a player. Um, according to my other co-host, a phenomenal one, he would just mention that this is another reason why LeBron James is the greatest. He's a GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. I know he's listening, and I'm, and I'm mocking him, but, you know, he wouldn't be able to get to that status if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. So let's think about that. Phenomenal one. Yeah, I got a question for you. About go ahead, that. go ahead. Wait, I got a question. I, I, didn't think, I didn't think Space Jam did that well, man. I, I really didn't. I, I one billion dollars. I didn't think. I thought. I thought that was a bust. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with movie. I, I don't think. You know, I, I couldn't have. Right? <laughs> I'm just surprised. I, I'm sorry. How could you put out a flop like that and then become a billionaire Ooh, in the same year? I mean, boy, you you know. hitting it hard today. What's what's going on there, man? I want to shout out Chris today too, man. Come on, Chris. All right. All right. And other headlines. Uh, Boston Celtics guard Jalen Brown becomes the first NBA player to sign with. Kanye West's marketing agency, Donda Sports. Brown confirmed the news on Wednesday during the uh, finals media day ahead of the game one against Golden State on um, uh, on Thursday night. This is what Brown had to say. It was time for me. Like I said, anytime I make a life decision, I contemplate. I think about things deeply and for what I want to do, the mission I want to get accomplished. It was just the right decision. I think Jalen Brown was before with Adidas, so now he's with um, Kanye West's company, uh, Donda Sports. All right, and in the last bit of headlines, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tango Viola has heard enough of the criticism and the fan jokes on social media regarding his um, arm strength. This is what he had to say this past Thursday after practice. Break that up to me. Um, but she brings it up just, you know, just so I'm aware with the questions that you guys are going to ask me, um, you know, for me, it's just zone that out. I mean, we come out to practice, everyone else, Twitter warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them. You know, they're not out here practicing with us working hard. So 
I don't know if you guys reported that last one to Tyreek, but got a lot of shooting. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. All right, so that was Tua Tangavailoa chopping it up with reporters after practice, and he just was talking to him about how well he was doing during practice. He ended that Thursday practice with two touchdowns. Um, in his opinion, there were two touchdowns to his newly found wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. So, you know, he was just chopping up with reporters, letting them know that, you know, you know, he, he's doing pretty good. He's throwing what he called money passes to Tyreek Hill. And that is headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the meat, I would say, of our show. Let's talk about this game one and the Golden State Warriors dropped game one to the Boston Celtics. Um, Jalen Brown played play pretty good. Um, Steph Curry played pretty good, too, as well. Jason Tatum didn't have the kind of game that he wanted to. But the Celtics beat the Warriors 120-108. They take game one in Golden State. Uh, what, what's your, I would like to say, analysis of game one, Anthony? Well, it wasn't too too far from what I've been saying every time we've we've talked about it. Uh, even the the little Twitter uh, keys to victory for the Celtics that we put out. Um, one of the things I said was that Boston had to be physical with Golden State, had to kind of wear them out, take their legs from them. Uh, I'm not going to say that that happened in Game One, but I think that Boston did a good job of taking advantage of, of opportunities and weathering the storm, and especially in the third quarter, uh, they went to halftime with the lead. Uh, they, you know, 12 turnovers, kept their turnovers down, didn't let the Warriors hurt them in, in a whole lot of fast break opportunities. And uh, I'm not surprised that that the Celtics stole game one. I, I thought if they were going to do it, they were going to need to do it right off the bat. Um, what an incredible fourth quarter where it seemed like uh, they just couldn't miss. I, I, uh, Skip Bayless put a tweet out calling Horford Steph Horford. <laughs> so, so I mean, it just kind of goes to show you. They, they, I mean, you can't stop a team, uh, you know, if, if they're just going to make everything. I mean, uh, Derek White hitting, hitting contested threes like, like he, like he's Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a, I thought it was going to be a blowout. If you turn this game off uh, in the third quarter, um, I'm sorry for you because it turned into a really entertaining game, and uh, and you know what the the Boston Celtics got some help um, from their others. Jalen Brown had a monster game. Uh, Tatum, even though he didn't score, gave you you know plenty uh, outside of scoring with uh, 13 assists. So you know I'm not surprised Boston uh, took Game One. I do have the Warriors. We talked about that. One game does not a series make, so they shouldn't hit the panic button. But but yeah, there's no no surprise to me that Boston won this game. Yeah, it's just one game. There, there's nothing for the Golden State Warriors to be worried about. I still stand by what I said on the last podcast. If the Boston Celtics were able to find a way to win this series, I would still be shocked. They had an incredible run there in the fourth quarter. It was like a six-minute run where they couldn't miss anything. And that's the stretch there that gave them this win in game one. Now, I do look at this game, and I think about a couple of things, right? Do you remember the Oklahoma City Thunder in the finals against the Miami Heat? They won game yeah. one, right? 
And in that game yes. one, everybody thought, oh, wow, we're about to have ourselves a series here. Or maybe Oklahoma City is going to deny LeBron James and Dwayne Wade their championship. Miami came back and won four straight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's one aspect I look at as to what we're going to see from the Boston Celtics. On the other hand, though, could this be a team that's reminiscent of that Chicago Bulls championship team that beat the Los Angeles Lakers in five? Could that be what this is? Are the Golden State Warriors just a tad bit too old? Are we overrating the Golden State Warriors? So those are the two kind of spectrums I look at here. Are we looking at Boston as being the Oklahoma City Thunder? Are we looking at the Boston Celtics as being the Chicago Bulls? Now, for me personally, I look at them as being OKC. I don't think they're going to have enough to continue to match the firepower of the Golden State Warriors. I do think that the Golden State Warriors kind of got out of a flow because they had more time off. I do still think Golden State's going to win this in six. So on, on that side, I don't think anything Golden State has anything to worry about. But it's, it's still going to be interesting, you know, because I've been wrong before. And this might turn to something to where you see this young Boston Celtic team just use this and be like, you know what? We can beat this team. And I'm not saying they were scared before. They definitely weren't scared. They beat the likes of Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jimmy Butler to get here. Can you imagine if they were able to, to pull off that combination of players and win a championship? My goodness. I don't see it happening, Ant. But, man, I mean, they came out game one, and they came out with some, some cockiness, some swag, and they, they, they pulled out a, a stunner. The Golden State was humbled in that first game for sure, Ant. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have we seen uh, the Warriors completely demoralize a team like they like by going on a run like they did in the third quarter and that the opposing team just fold up like it, they very well could have just called it a night and they fought back. And, you know, you, you mentioned the OKC team. Um, while I think that the Warriors probably will win this series. I don't see them winning four straight against this historic defense. I think it's going to be a tall task. It's it's definitely going to go six or seven. Uh, but man, what uh, it, 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 we saw some really good basketball from both teams. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they happen at two different times. Um, there were two huge runs, but basketball is a game of runs. And uh, yeah, I mean... I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless about it, to be honest with you. I kind of feel the same way right now as I did last night watching the end of that game. Like, what just happened, kind of, you know. But but kudos to to Boston for hanging in there and not folding up and, and making a game of it for sure and, and stealing it commandingly. Do you see the Warriors bouncing back game two? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. If, if anything, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of – I hate to go here – but the Japanese attacking Pearl Harbor, right? Uh, you kind of poked the the sleeping giant there. Um, the, the Warriors, you going hard in the paint today, and boy, you you going hard look, today, boy. Look, <laughs> look, I, look. All I'm saying is that the Warriors are not a team that should feel let down or nervous about what happened, but they should be cautiously optimistic about this series because 
think about this. Jason Tatum, who's the Celtics' best player, scored 12 points in the whole game. I mean, he went uh, he went three for 17, okay? And Boston still beat them. So I would be cautiously optimistic if I'm Golden State, but I'm not worried. I think, if anything, it's all the more reason for that veteran team with the, all that savvy and championship DNA to – uh, flex their muscle a little bit in game two and protect or, uh, you, you know, protect home court. Do you think that there's something maybe in the back of the Warriors head that's thinking, you know what? We don't want this to be a similar situation to where the Cavs beat us in that championship series where we had the, the best record in the league. We had the best record in the history of the NBA winning 73 games. And we, kind of sort of let LeBron James come in and win that series. I think that that's something that might be in the back of their heads with this Boston uh, Celtic team. They're looking at this game one. They're like, okay, we lost game one. Let's really, really um, strap on and make sure that we don't throw away this series because the the Bo- not the Boston, the, the Golden State Warriors are favored to win this series. They have been. And I think that when they look back at that series, they can look they can look at that and kind of take note of that and try to make sure that that doesn't happen in this series. But kudos to the Boston Celtics for sure. They have been grinding throughout these playoffs. And, you know, I count them out in that um, Buck series and I didn't necessarily count them out against Miami, but they've been grinding, bro. And it's it's just it's it's to a point now to where you gotta you gotta pay attention to what they're doing, really and truly. So oh, I think I think that they're gonna bounce back for sure. I still have them in six, and I, I really do. I, I I agree. I agree with you. I think it's a six game series. All right, she'll be interesting to see from here on out what happens in that series. Now, let's stay in the NBA. Let's talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is always. It seems in some kind of Twitter beef with somebody and it's always entertaining as heck, bro. So his newfound Twitter beef is with one Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith had some um, things to say on his uh, show First Take where he was talking about basically saying that Steph Curry has been good for basketball and that Michael Jordan has not necessarily been good for basketball. Let me go ahead and play the clip of what uh, Stephen A. Smith had to say, and then we can go over the the Twitter battle that he had with Kevin Durant. Steph Curry, you know, you, you he changed. You know, he changed. People say he changed the game. No, no, he elevated it to a point where it was acceptable because you're looking for somebody to produce somewhere close in the vicinity of what he does and what Clay Thompson does to a slightly lesser degree, okay? My brother, the guy I love so much that I believe is the greatest player to have ever played, Michael Jordan, is responsible as much as anybody for changing the game for the worse. When you consider you. Stay with me on this. Okay. This is throwing no shade on Michael Jordan, of course. He's the greatest ever, in my estimation, number one. Mm -hmm. All right? But he was so phenomenal 
that the NBA marketed the individual, the audience gravitated towards the individual, and the game became a bit more individualized. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is you were thinking team until Jordan elevated it to another level. And from Jordan, then you had the Kobe's, the Vince Carter's, and others that came along thereafter and the individualization of the sport, particularly because of the money that came with it, became more of a vocal point. All right, so the basis of what Stephen A. Smith was saying is that Michael Jordan is responsible as much as anyone for changing the game for the worse, and then he says that Steph Curry changed the game for the better. So Kevin Durant saw this and he saw the the post on Twitter and he responded to what Stephen A. Smith had to say. Kevin Durant said, my theory is that guys like Steve, Skip, and Shannon have changed the game for the worse. Players like Stephen and Michael can only push the game forward, right? So Stephen A. Smith claps back on Twitter. News for you at KD Trey 5. We ain't going any damn place. For every Stephen A. Smith, Skip, and at Shannon Sharp, and others, there's thousands more coming down the pike. We're not going away. We multiply. Sorry. So they go back and forth on Twitter. And Ant-Man, look, bro, what do you have to think? What do you think about that, man? Are, are, are you in agreement with Stephen A. Smith? What do you think about this little Twitter battle with Kevin Durant? Whew. So I, I thought about this a bit and and uh, I can't disagree with with Steven. I don't know if I would have quite put it like change the game for the worse, but he definitely changed how people look at the game. Um, kind of the same way fantasy football has changed the NFL. How, that's, that's a good one. That's a good paying, one. Right. It's how people are paying more attention to individual players rather than teams. I am a homer. I'm a Lakers fan. I'll root for whoever's on the Laker. I'm not a LeBron fan, but he's wearing purple and gold. So I'll root for LeBron while he's representing the team. That's just me. But I also come from a very, I guess, old school frame of mind when it comes to uh, the NBA or any kind of sports and some team loyalty. But I I do understand that, um, you know, with Bird and Magic, those players were great. I believe that the both of them saved the NBA uh, from, from tanking or, whatever might've happened uh, during that time. I think they brought new life to it. And then here comes this, uh, this scrawny kid from North Carolina and kind of takes the NBA by storm. I mean, before Larry Bird said that was, that was uh, Jesus out there described as Michael Jordan after he put 60 in a playoff loss. I mean, that that's incredible. But the one thing he, that came with that also with all that praise and adoration from older veteran players who were legends in their own right was, the Nike deal um, and all the other branding that came with that. Then he went on to win championships and uh, people started fought. I, I guarantee you if, if Michael Jordan went goes to, on that first three Pete decides to come out of retirement and goes plays for the Sacramento Kings, there are going to be fans just like now with LeBron James, there are going to be fans that are going to be a team of uh, a fan of whatever team, that Michael Jordan is 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 wearing on his back. And you see it now with LeBron James. They have LeBron fans. Well, he's in Cleveland. Oh, that doesn't matter. I'm a LeBron fan. Oh, he goes to Miami. All those people wearing uh, 
Cleveland Cavs jerseys, trade them in for Miami Heat jerseys, right? Now they're wearing Laker jersey. You see it all over the league now, and I and I do believe what Stephen A. is saying is that that is how Michael changed the game, is that there's not a whole lot more of that team loyalty as there are loyalty to players, and, and fans will follow players wherever they go. They could put a franchise on the moon, and LeBron James <laughs> could go play for that, and and, and they're going to be fans of 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 the the moon moon men, you know, the Martian moon men, whatever. So, I mean, it's, I, I, I do believe that that is correct. What Stephen A is saying, man, I do think that Steph Curry and Michael Jordan have definitely changed the game. When you look at the way Michael Jordan changed the game. Yeah. I do think that he made it, I guess I want to say cooler or he made, fans of his want to be individualized coming into the league. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't I don't know why he had to say that him doing that changed the game for the worse. For me, I really don't get it. I think that it is what it is. LeBron James is a billionaire now. And that's because of the the way he was able to brand himself, the way he was able to market himself. And that is him following in the footsteps of Michael Jordan. Now, not every player is going to be mega superstars like Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Magic or Bird or any of those people. But there have been individuals in the sport for a very long time, even before Michael Jordan got into the league. Right. You had Julius Irvin, who was a, a big time star. You have, of course, Magic and Bird, who were big time stars. Magic and Bird saved the league for goodness sakes without those two individuals with their own sense of style the nba wouldn't be where it's at right now and so on this note i'm gonna have to kind of agree with kevin durant and what kevin durant is saying players and superstars like steph curry and michael jordan they're just going to keep on helping the game evolve and they're going to keep the game pushing now i like what you said about fantasy football and the way that it has helped the NFL. But the difference is that with fantasy, not with fantasy, but with the NFL itself, it's really, really hard to market individual players the way the NBA is able to, unless you're talking about a quarterback, for instance. And the way that fantasy football has been able to help the growth of the NFL is because players are individualized by the fans because they're picking these players on their teams. And I think that's kind of the same thing that's happening with the NBA. Yes, there are fans that are now looking towards LeBron James and what team he's going to, and they really can associate with a team. They associate with the player. I think what is hurting the NBA more than anything is kind of what we're talking about Kevin Durant. What Kevin Durant did when he went to the Golden State Warriors and made a super team. I think that is more so what would hurt the NBA than the individual players because you can be individual players and carry your team, but you can't have a bunch of individual superstars on one team and expect the league to grow. Even though throughout the course of the NBA, there's always been that one mega team, right? We talk about the Lakers, talk about the Boston Celtics. We're talking about Chicago Bulls, um, San Antonio Spurs. There's always been that one team that has sort of dominated and become a dynasty. And we're looking at the Golden State Warriors as possibly doing that right now. But all I'm saying is this, though. I don't think it's wrong for the players to be individualized and to be marketed that way. 
I think it does help the league grow. I disagree with Stephen A. Smith that Michael Jordan and what he was able to do has changed the game for the worse. I, I just can't agree with that, Ant. Well, yeah, well, all all great points. Uh, I, I just want to clarify. I, I I do understand what Steve Stephen A. was saying. I don't think that I would have used the verbiage that he used. I don't think I would have categorized it as a change for the worse. It was a change. That that's it. It was just a, a change. So in that in that respect, then yeah. But but here's the bigger thing. KD ain't got nothing better to do with his time than listen to what Stephen A got to say and then start a Twitter beef with Stephen A. Smith for doing his damn job. I mean, here because here's the thing. Maybe if Kevin Durant wouldn't have got swept out of the uh, NBA playoffs this year, then he wouldn't have the time to listen to what Stephen A. Smith has to say. Or oh. There would be no reason for anybody to say anything negative to start a beef with KD. And I just want to give a shout out to Stephen A. Smith is that those thousands of 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 sports commentators and sports people who are coming after him. That's us, oh yeah. That is us. Yeah. And so and so if, if we can't if we can't put in the work and get and, and strive to be where Skip, where Shannon, where Stephen A is without some star who couldn't get out of the first round, uh getting on Twitter and 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 trash talking people who who this is what we do, that he's supposed to play the game. If he wouldn't have got swept out of the first round, he would be still playing. And we are going to talk about the game. So, you know, there's just I just want I just got to point that out because uh, because we are those people. You and I owe Trey, Chris and all everybody else out there. We are those people who are following the Stephen A's, the Skips, the Shannons. And and, and so I kind of take exception to that. Kevin Durant, I'm going to at you. Okay, you. I am going to at you, Kevin Durant, because if you wouldn't have got swept out of the playoffs, you wouldn't have time to listen to Stephen A. So please, mean tweet me. Hey, let's and, go. And I'm going to tell you like this, though, bro. Kevin Durant could be playing right now in the NBA Finals. He's still going to find time to respond to Stephen A. Smith. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. Well, it doesn't matter what he's well, doing. And then, well, here's the second thing. I have reason to believe that that was not even... Kevin Durant, because we all know that he carries them burner phones and burner accounts. So, you know, that was probably some handler for, for Kevin nah, Durant. It was Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, bro. Probably, it was definitely I'm Kevin Durant, saying, bro. Uh, the second thing I want to point out real quick, uh, real quick is uh, the two things uh, on a serious note about the LeBron James $1 billion. Cause I was just thinking about this as you were saying it. And I just kind of want to point out that, yeah, he's on, he's kind of, following in the footsteps of Michael, but something that, because I listen to Shannon Sharp an awful lot, and one thing I admire about Shannon Sharp is, is he gives current players their flowers, right? He's not mad at nobody for making more money than he made. But here's the point he makes, is that the money's out there right now. So if Michael Jordan had this kind of money that's being thrown around in the league right now that that's available to LeBron James, to Steph Curry, all these max deals that are out there, then who's to say that he wouldn't have been the first active player to reach 1 billion. So that's something to think about and put in perspective when, whenever you celebrate the 1 billion, kudos to LeBron or anybody who achieves that, because I'll never knock anybody for earning, uh, you know, a a decent living, but we got to put in perspective too. That kind of money wasn't out there when, when Michael Jordan was playing, was playing the game. Yeah, no, that's that. And, and lastly, and lastly, I just want to, 
I just want to put everybody on notice. I just want to put everybody on notice. Oh, because I, I, uh, I, I looked at the Twitter thread of that, that beef. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but Eddie Johnson, who's a broadcaster for the, the, the Suns, he responded as well. And I'm not going to get into the response because it wasn't, it, it wasn't much different. He disagreed with Steven, uh, but also um, kind of with Kevin at the same time. Uh, but everybody got to be looking out for the next Twitter beef, okay? Because in his, in his re, uh, response to Kevin Durant, uh, he says this, I disagree with Stephen A's take, but he has a right to state his opinion because of one reason. He has put in damn work. I will be honest. This is Eddie Jones speaking or Eddie Johnson. I will be honest. I can't stand those other two mentioned, meaning Skip and Shannon, but they are putting in work, right? So everybody be on the lookout for the next Twitter beef, because I feel like that was a, uh, that was a subtle shot across the bow of, right. of, uh, of one Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. So anyway, I just, I'm done. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what, Anto, that comes with a territory though, bro. You know, you just talked about it myself and you we're doing this so that we can get in situations like the skips like the shannons like the stephen a smiths like the the max kellermans right and so during that journey we're gonna find people that that don't like us as much either man probably more so you than me because i'm this likable guy but in general oh, people, especially after this people episode. are just not gonna like us because of the, the takes <laughs> that we have but to, to, to focus more on kevin durant i love this I'm not gonna lie to you. Ever since Kevin Durant said, "This is who I really am," and he is clapped back at every opportunity that he has, that gives us content. Okay, the, the fact that Kevin sure. Durant is going out of his way to make sure he voices his opinion about what anybody says, it gives us material to talk about, and it's damn entertaining. And I love it. I, I love the fact that Kevin Durant is not afraid to voice his opinion when anybody says anything. And on and on this opinion, on this. Uh, what he's saying, I agree with him to a certain degree. Now, anybody who's in the media, right, they they do put a lot of work in. I understand where Eddie Johnson's coming from. They put a lot of work in. But like I said, no matter what you do, it can be political or sports or whatever. At a certain point in time, people are not going to agree with what you have to say. And, you know, they talk about stuff 24-7 at seven days a week. We, we come on the podcast, you know, a couple of nights out of the week and we kind of voice our opinions on some stuff, but they're there 24-7. So eventually, man, you're going to say something that's going to rub these athletes the wrong way. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Kevin Durant is sensitive or anything like that. He's just clapping back, man. And I, I really do appreciate that. I think that if other athletes had the the balls to clap back, they, they, would, they would say something similar, Ant. This ain't real. Oh, okay. Look, boxing boxers promote fights all the time. Muhammad Ali was one of the greatest at doing it. This ain't real. This is Kevin Durant trying to stir up attention, trying to stir up controversy. I mean, he has to know that any response is just going to create more response from the media. So I think this is just the game. I love it too. I agree with you. This is how, this is how we eat, right? This is how this is, this just, fuels our uh our show and gives us things to talk about uh kevin durant thank you for the content appreciate you saying what's on your mind thank you for being one of the best promoters out there next year how about not getting swept out of the first round <laughs> so you actually have something to promote you just can't get away from that can you you just can't do it it's 
It's facts, man. Oh, man. He's supposed to be the greatest in the world right now. So, wow. Okay. All right. Good stuff, Ant. Good, good, good stuff. (laughs) If this has been your first time checking out our podcast, please do us a huge favor and go ahead and subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbeam. We also have a website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U channelsports.net. You can subscribe there as well. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Me and my main man here, the Ant-Man, have some big things in store for YouTube. So go ahead and, and go ahead and give us a subscribe there on YouTube. Check us out on Afro Fives TV as well. My guy, Big Low, has been holding it down to Afro Vibes with the phenomenal one, Chris. Download the Roku app so you can check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Uh, what else? Did I miss anything, Ant? You got anything else to say to the people before we check out? Oh, man, I hope everybody has a great weekend, man. Reset for the week coming and enjoy the NBA playoffs or NBA finals for what they are. Yes, sir. I can definitely agree with that. Until next time, I have been the one and only Oenyi, joined by Anthony the Atman Feli. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.